Oh, it's game week for Illinois football, but let's let's tie it into basketball. This is Inside Illinois Basketball, after all. And the podcast this week will tell you how maybe that football game against Nebraska might just help Brad Underwood. Well, it's a big weekend, not just for Brett Bielma. You know, Illinois is going to have some visitors on campus for basketball, so Brad Underwood has a chance to maybe sell Champaign-Urbana a semi-normal campus life to some top targets in the class of 2022. All right, we'll go into recruiting. We'll go into the offseason. We'll go into the summer league. We'll go into how beautiful Eureka is in this week's podcast. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, sorry. I didn't know we were on. Just singing a little to myself. Oh, man, peaches welcome, and herb. Welcome back to the podcast booth to me. This morning, this is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, along with Scott Ritchie. And what got me singing and humming was, well, we're back together. We're reunited, and it feels so good. It's been a, a few weeks. Because I'm just going to move on past that. You were gone, then I was gone, and now we're back. Oh, it's a wonderful Reunion of sorts. Scott Ritchie, our award-winning basketball beat writer, had the audacity to take some time off last week. He has been punished for that. There will be ramifications. What, uh, what were you doing the week before? Research. Were you here? Illini basketball research. How much research were you doing at Western Kentucky? <laughs> anyway, uh, the good news is uh, it will be a Ritchie-Rosso combination, I think, for the, the rest of the fall barring something unforeseen so we'll uh no more interruptions how about that no more interruptions and here's another change of pace i'm going to be really nice to scott ritchie bad bond shaking his head yes well we're like three minutes into the podcast so let's mark the time and then okay. we'll see where it changes i vow to be nice to our in the know writer the rest of 2021 Wow. As long as you make correct decisions. Okay. <laughs> so there's always a a but. <laughs> All right. We'll get into uh, Illinois basketball. It's uh, football game week. I guess we'll touch on that a little bit. Soccer. We're over there getting a tour of DeMargin Park right now. How about that? A photographic tour. They're 2-0. and They're scoring goals out the wazoo. Well, they have nine goals in their first yeah. two matches, which, I mean, there are some seasons. In fact, I think just a couple seasons ago where I don't know that they scored nine goals for the year. That's great. Janet Rayfield's team off to a rip-roaring start. Home opener Thursday night. 
Check that out, man. That place is spectacular, by the way. It does look nice. I haven't, I mean, I've only driven past it on St. Mary's Road, but yeah, it looks, if, it looks good. If you know where St. Mary's Road is in Champaign, I would say uh, tool down it one day before the sun sets because you got that spectacular uh, golf facility like no other school has to the south. You got the track soccer to the north, and I think tennis is even uh, doing stuff, and you get to go by the Ubbin Basketball Complex, which looks like a construction site right now well because it is yeah and you know in i'm not sure what the, the final deadline is but say in a year probably it's going to be one of the best practice facilities in the nation which sort of up and reverse back to what it was uh well, 1998 when it was the first of its kind it was you know only was the first major college basketball program with uh kind of a standalone facility like that so, of course, you go from the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, they kind of fell behind. I mean, everyone, or essentially everyone else caught up. But now, I mean, it's a total renovation on top of a rather sizable expansion. I mean, they're going to have essentially double their space, and then everything gets updated. It's going to be pretty nice when it's all done. Looking forward to seeing that. The Brings me back to the time when I was on the beat. Illinois basketball is really good. I remind Mr. Richie that as often as I can. Yeah, well, I think right now, though. We're there again. When, when I'm on the beat, currently, yeah. Illinois basketball is expected to be really good. Really good, Kill. We'll get into the polls uh, here later in the show. Should be here about a half hour or so. Richie's already formulating his top 25, which he unveiled over the summer, but a lot of changes have been made since then. A lot of players moving, moving pieces. Yeah, well... I'm going to have to account for Memphis somewhere because they added Jalen Duran, uh, who was at the time the number one player in the class of 2022. He reclassified, and there's a chance that they're going to get Imani Bates as well. Hmm. So they're a top 25 team now. Is that because of Rasheed Wallace? Uh, Jalen Duran committed before Rasheed, but after Larry Brown. So maybe he's a Larry Brown. Okay. But I think it's all it's all Penny, if we're going to be honest. But he's put together uh, – an interesting coaching staff um, started with an interesting staff because he had Mike Miller of you know Florida and Memphis Grizzlies and Cleveland Cavaliers Miami Heat fame, um, but who he left and he's coaching. He was coaching his sons in high school, but he added Larry Brown, who hasn't met a college basketball program. He can't get into trouble with the NCAA, um, so we'll see what happens there. Should be fun. Uh, and then Rasheed Wallace. I mean, that's just that's great. All right, Penny Hardaway hasn't had the success maybe of Juwan Howard. Uh, Not on the court. On the court, but it's trending that way. Yeah, I mean, Memphis signed the top recruiting class in the country in, what was it, 2019. Of course, James Wiseman only played a couple of games, then bailed, and that team obviously just wasn't as successful as I think everyone was hoping, but keeps getting top recruits, and... You know, eventually you have to maybe assume the wins will come, but you know, Memphis is again, I think, you know, at least mentioned among you know the programs where you had to contend with them, certainly on the recruiting trail. Maybe if, if things come together on the court um, in the NCAA tournament. We'll All see. right, this is inside Illini basketball, not inside Tigers basketball. So let's shift gears. Okay, over to Champaign Urbana, if you don't mind. Lots happened since you went gallivanting on your vacation, which included heavy gambling, uh, late nights, 
womanizing, I understand. <laughs> Glad my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding, only, Robin. Only like one of those things was maybe true. <laughs> Actually, and Ed Bond will get a kick out of this. I I got to go to Scott Ritchie's hometown, which I often mock. Eureka, Illinois, last week for the first time in my long history. And you know what? I loved it. I'm now Eureka's biggest fan. I stopped by the Casey's, took a picture, sent it to Richie. I went by the the Welcome to Eureka Ronald Reagan sign or whatever that is. Yeah. As Sunset. He's was, still our most famous person that's right. lived there. I took a picture of that and while I was pulled over on US 24, an angry farmer zipped up in his four-wheeler asking what I was doing. I think he thought I was up to no good. And you know what? He probably wasn't wrong. We ended up chatting about newspapers and farming, and it was a wonderful experience. So thank you, Eureka, for opening your arms, and I'll never make fun of you again. Again, let's mark the time on Monday, August 23rd, 11.15 a.m. We'll see how long that lasts. It brought back warm and fuzzy memories crossing Walnut Creek. Going by the IGA, almost stopped in at Huck's. Yeah, I mean Casey's is your your go to. They were worried that a restaurant, the Chanticleer, is that right? It's closed. It's closed. Yeah, yeah. They were, the the man I talked to on the side of US twenty four who thought I was up to no good, bemoaned the fact that the doors were closing. Yeah, I mean it's factual. Okay, there, there's one less restaurant in Eureka, which said the number you can still count on one hand. Well, Ed Bond is looking into a remote from Eureka uh, where we can do this podcast maybe during the season. Uh, so if any business wants to step up, uh, we'd love to be there and broadcast it. I mean, speaking of which, like Casey's, for all of your, if you're listening, anyone, corporate, lots of just unpaid promotion on this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to be a sponsor. Okay, there we go. All right, what happened while you were gone? Let's start with uniform numbers because that seems to get everybody going. Uh, they did they release all of them? I saw a couple tweets with pictures, and numbers, and things like that. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I went totally off the grid this week, so let me catch up. Well, uh, they uh, put out. A, I saw a number eleven out there, which uh, yeah, Alfonso Plummer. Yeah, that was 11. a little different, right? Yeah, so all of the the new numbers are out. Omar Payne, number four. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, start with. Should have scrolled fire. Brandon Pazimski, the okay. freshman. It's going with zero. Um, Omar Payne, number four. Luke Goody, number 10. Alfonso Plummer, number 11. I mean, that's... Okay. If that's your number, that's your number. I think that was d- part of the recruiting process. Like, you want to come here, we'll let you wear a number that's got some history. Yeah. And for people that might be like, oh, how could they? Illinois doesn't retire numbers. They mm-hmm. honor them, obviously, uh, with you know Jersey and the rafters, but... I would assume it wasn't the first to wear 11. I think everyone is pretty aware of that. Um, R.J. Melendez is wearing 15, so he's got Georgie's okay. number. And that's uh, all the new ones. All right. Um, like the numbers, I'm I'm not a big zero fan for some reason. Never have. Well, I mean, that's, that's I mean, Orlando Woolridge, <laughs> isn't it? It's <laughs> your first go-to is Orlando Woolridge. That, that, that's, right. your, that's your NBA basketball fandom right there. Um well, Alan Griffin wore zero. Exactly. At Illinois. So there's there's precedent. Okay. P- Brandon Pajemski won't be the first, but I, it's it's a fairly new option, I think, in college basketball because he couldn't always wear 
the zero. Okay. Or maybe the double zero. Are we in line for new uh, new uniforms this year? Do you know about that? I'm trying to think because I just got new ones how many years ago? Three? Was it three years ago? Hey, Oregon does it like every week. All right. Is a yeah, or, Oregon every year basically has too much? like the how hard is it to make a uniform? To we gotta, you know, collaborate on Do the you? design. I mean, you see how I dress every morning? No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, but how like how many recruits are you selling on, you know, a checkered shirt and khakis? Um, no, it's they've added new options over over the years. Like the the script Illinois throwback is a great one. I'd be more interested. I think maybe fans are more interested in some throwback options because the well, everyone hates the ro- the current road blues because Illinois never wins while wearing them, essentially. Um, but the alternate orange, the home white, I don't think there's a lot of hate of those. Everyone hated the zigzag pattern from right. th- that was replaced. But you know, a couple more throwback options, maybe get a throwback to the, the whole 05 season I think people would be interested in. All right, That's where I would pivot, unless you know, you're just yeah. going for a total rebranding. Other than uh, uniform numbers and looks, uh, what else is new since you've returned? Well, you know, summer workouts are have been over for a while, but you know, let's see, classes started at Illinois. They start today, or is it? So, players will have a bit of time just to maybe get into a rhythm with their classes. And then workouts will start again. But, I mean, the big news this week is recruiting because there's a rather notable event happening on Saturday that's going to draw some recruits to Illinois campus. Actually, one before that, um, and it makes a little sense that there's going to be a visitor midweek because of who's coming this weekend, two guys that arguably play the same position. Maybe you don't want them on campus together because they'll be looking at each other as like, it's me or you, you're man. Just, <laughs> you're my size. Yeah. So, starting Wednesday, running through Friday, this is Adam Zagoria, who covers basketball in New York, New Jersey, reported this, but um, Blair Academy guard, uh, Otega Owe, that's a New Jersey guard, will be on campus at Illinois starting Wednesday. Coming off of rather impressive summer, um, he played with team final on the EYBL circuit. You know, they won the Peach Jam title. I mean, that was, you know, Jalen Duran was on that team. Um, Corey Floyd, who was reclassifying, will play at UConn this season, was on that team. Derek Lively, who now could be one of the, because he was already rocketing up the, the rankings in 2022, but with Duran and Bates both reclassifying, could be maybe in line to be a, a number one recruit. Derek Lively was on that team. But, um, Oway was good for that team. I mean, there's some stars on that team, and he was one of them. He averaged 13 points, four rebounds, shot 50% from the field, uh, great from three-point range. Um, And Peach Jam had a really good championship game, 17 points, five rebounds, two steals, uh, as team final beat Brad Beal Elite. Um, So he transferred to Blair Academy last season. Um after playing at Rutgers Prep in New Jersey as a sophomore. As a sophomore, averaged 15 points a game. Um, comes from a, a family of athletes. His brother, his older brother, um, 
Odafe. I'm going to pronounce that wrong probably. Hopefully I got it right. Uh, played at Penn State, played football at Penn State, and was a first-round pick of the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens in this year's draft. So interesting wing option, you know, six four, six five, you know, guard um, that will be on campus, and we'll see where Illinois goes with there. All right, there's a football game right at noon on Saturday. Nebraska in town. Uh, fans allowed back in the stadium. Recruits allowed again to be. Uh, uh, rolled out the red carpet for yeah. in the end zone maybe what's going to go on what's the game plan as far as that goes well it'll be interesting to see maybe how because it's not 100% normal there's obviously still some COVID protocols in place but kind of how that affects what they do with said recruits when they're on campus but yeah there's two um, that I'm aware of for sure that are be on official visits this weekend for the game two cams in fact uh, Cam Whitmore, four-star wing out of Baltimore, and then Cameron Corrin, three-star forward for now um, out of Texas. Uh, both Chester Frazier guys. Like, this could be a, a Chester Frazier class because Sincere Harris, um, Jaden Epps, both he was the lead recruiter for both those guys. Obviously, Cam Whitmore out of Baltimore. I mean, Chester Frazier is a Baltimore native. That's his stopping grounds. Then Texas, you know, but Cam Corn was a guy that he'd recruited at Virginia Tech. Uh, they'll both be here, both kind of like priority Illinois targets at this point. Would make kind of round out that class pretty nicely, you know, with the two cams. But they'll be in a non-COVID world. You know, before the game, they'd be able to go down, you know, on the field, you know, in the end zone area, get pictures, and then you know they'd watch the game with the team you know, from the stands. I'm not sure if the, the same protocols will be in place in the same schedule, but they'll get a chance to see what Champaign-Urbana is like when there's people here. Yeah, I'd be when interested to see what activity. kind of crowd shows up. Uh, uh, I mean, Saturday, I, have they given you an estimate on uh, game week? 35,000 maybe? I feel like you know Jason Hagemeyer, who's all things tickets for mm-hmm. Illinois Athletics was on Saturday Sports Talk with Lauren Tate, Steve Kelly. Uh, not this Saturday, but the Saturday previously, and I think they were at sort of the th- in the thirty thousand okay. tickets sold. Um, th- will that mean that many people in the, the stands? Because tickets sold and right. actual people there have never th- those two numbers almost never are the same. But. Yeah, I don't have a, uh, don't feel a buzz yet you know, that I anticipated. Uh, maybe it's because it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, in, yeah, it's gonna, maybe it's, the, at the weather's like 91 on, yeah. at kickoff maybe. We'll see. But, Ed Bond is hyped. I know that. The radio crew is ready. Yeah, I, I wonder if there will be people that, because everything is, always pushed everything to, to mobile ticketing. If there's people that on game day, Kind of just kind of wait and see maybe what the weather's like, what mm-hmm. they're feeling on Saturday early afternoon or late morning, maybe kind of what they think about all of the, but still, you know, the pandemic's not over, kind of how they're feeling there, that they buy just tickets. Okay. The, the walk-ups or people at home maybe a half hour before the game is like, yeah, maybe I'll go, and they can just get a mobile ticket, and, and they're good. All right. Well, cams, go to cams, you think, or the, is the bar scene... Well, I driving, mean, I, I don't know. Are we talking about the recruits named Cam? They're 18, right? 19 gets you in a bar. Yeah. 
That's probably still a little careful. My son tells me. <laughs> uh, sounds like he might know. <laughs> my uh, source. Yeah, your source. I'm not sure that like okay. that'll be the focal point of right. an official visit. Well, I did drive but, around campus last night, and uh, what I'm getting to, not necessarily the bars, but, man, there's a lot of people out. It, it feels like campus is kind of back, you know, after last year's ghost town look. And that can't hurt the Illinois basketball recruiting uh, well, effort. It's the same for every campus, essentially. I mean, things were not the same last year, mm-hmm. and there, but there was no recruiting. So, I mean, they were selling, you know, video tours of an empty campus maybe. Uh, yeah, just having people around, I think it, it makes a difference. Just getting a vibe of what things are like. And then I think you still show them, maybe show them video of that what, March 8th, to 2020 Iowa game at State Farm Center mm-hmm. where the place is packed. And the environment for that, I think you sell that as well. Because you don't want to lean all on. Th- well, 30,000 people showed up at a 60,000-seat football stadium and, you're going to get a full house for basketball. Hey, while you were gone, uh, the Rebounders uh, Booster Club had a fun golf outing. I understand Chester Frazier uh, asked for lessons after that, but you know Brad Underwood's really good at golf. Good turnout at Lincolnshire Fields. And what was neat, and this is something the basketball program is really good at, Scott Ritchie, and that's uh, engaging with its biggest fans. They had a first-ever poolside chat on the Sunday before the golf outing where the coaches entertained the rebounders and asked and answered all their questions by a pool. Well, outside. So poolside chat. It's a, it's a good effort. And, okay. Um, yeah, but this Illinois basketball staff, I mean, it's obviously new, but, you know, led by Brad Underwood. And from the beginning, like, they've been pretty good about interacting with you know, the fans and the public. and There was a real stark difference there between Illinois basketball and Illinois football for a while. I think, you know, maybe Brett Bielmo and his staff will, will change that. Of course, they're in the in the heat of training camp and then preparation for the Nebraska game. But it seems like, you know, Brett Bielmo's mm-hmm. he's putting himself out there as well. If you read your Sunday print edition of the News Gazette, uh, Jim Matson from Peoria wrote uh, – we asked, yeah. we asked different media members different questions, and uh, thank you for all the answers. They were all really good, but his was really revealing in that, you know, he thought Bielema came in with a reputation of being snooty and standoffish and conceited, and then, boy, he just put him in his place first press conference. Yeah, I, I remember I was just, you know, watching that one, and when Jim asked that question, and the answer he got, the answer he got was a good one, but then, yeah, I think, and Brett Bielma kind of talked about it. Like, when he was at Wisconsin, he thought he was on top of the world, could do it all, and you know, then he challenged himself in the SEC, and it didn't work. And I think, you know, he learned from that. But I think from – since he was hired, he's made every correct move. Now it just comes down to can you win some football games. Sure. Lauren Tate, our special guest last week. Uh, thank you, Lauren, for doing that. He kind of closed the podcast with uh, – I asked him – any chance Underwood gets courted and maybe thinks about leaving this wonderful community? And he said, nope. Well, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say he probably wouldn't be courted, maybe, but I think I agree with Lauren that he's 
maybe has all he needs as a coach, really, yeah, in, in Champaign. Obviously, the commitment's been made financially, not only to him, but for his staff, for this renovated, expanded practice facility. You know, the commitment was made before that to renovate State Farm Center, uh, bring it you know, into kind of a, a new era. Um, obviously, has the support of Josh Whitman, which is important. Uh, so I, I don't know that he'd be uh, looking for more or looking for something different. Uh, but that won't keep programs from potentially courting him, especially if Illinois keeps winning. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's you know, a job out there that he would maybe target more than this one right now. All right, let's go back on the court real quick before we uh, let you go for the week. Uh, give me some updates on some current Illini, maybe how they're progressing, how they're practicing, how they're lifting, getting stronger, I guess. What do we know? Well, in terms of we'll just maybe work backwards from there, the getting stronger part, you know, there was time on the court, obviously, during the summer, you know, for individual, small group, full team basketball workouts, but a big chunk of their time was spent in the weight room with Adam Fletcher, which was important for, obviously, the three freshmen who could all stand to, you know, get bigger and stronger. I think, you know, Luke Goody's probably, from a physical standpoint, the closest in terms of being maybe Big Ten ready, uh, just because... He devo- devoted a lot of time in his senior year at Fort Wayne Homestead to lifting and you know a weight program that he did with a trainer in Fort Wayne that you know had connections with Adam Fletcher. So you know, I think he got a jump start there. But also important for Andre Curbelo, Coleman Hawkins, you know Brandon Lee, you know guys that did not get a t- a real summer, you know, last year. And while we're on the topic of Coleman Hawkins, I'm not sure that you know, Brett Underwood was more comp- complimentary of anybody more so than, than him this summer just in terms of maybe the, the pro- progress he's made on the court, getting bigger and stronger certainly as well. But he's, he's an interesting piece for Illinois. And, you know, Brett Underwood has talked about his versatility, Coleman Hawkins' versatility since he got here. Didn't utilize it last year maybe didn't need to maybe couldn't in some instances where just Coleman wasn't ready totally but as he gets older maybe develops his game more just the fact that he's 6'10 can stretch the floor as a shooter really good passer like that's a a unique piece that Illinois hasn't had really Um, so we'll see what that means but then also I mean Alfonso Plummer I mean got rape reviews as he came in but I mean he should he's a veteran guy I think you know fits what Brad Under was looking for and just in terms of like really kind of hard nose just tough guard. So I don't know, I think you're never gonna hear like, oh man, these summer workouts were just terrible. Like it's all good news out of the basketball camp. But I think, you know, there was some some growth there and some real growth that'll that'll help this season. All right, Scott Ritchie, besides the AP Top 25 for basketball, he's also going to handle our football Top 25 vote this fall as Bob Osmussen recuperates from some time off. That's neat that you're doing football. Yeah, I had to 
do a little catch up mode. All right, but b- before I submitted my first ballot, but I haven't been torched on the internet for it, so I must have done okay. okay. At Alabama number one, I think. Anything Very short good. of that, and the Crimson Tide faithful would have been. Yep. Marching on Savoy with you know, torches and pitchforks. All right, but it's the basketball poll that I promised we talk about, and I know you. It's a work in progress, has been all year uh, from the time the championship game ends to the time practice starts. Yeah, well, especially in what college basketball is now, where teams change and maybe some change so much between April and then October when the the preseason ballot will be due. Yeah, it's a. I have some ideas. You know, I've pieced together, you know, multiple top tens, you know, top 25 here and there. But, like I mentioned, you know, Memphis will have to be accounted for. Still waiting to see, like, if Imani Bates does go there, they'll get a bump. If he goes to Oregon, which was sort of his other non-professional route option, then the Ducks obviously get a pretty good boost. So, My question to you, Mr. Ritchie, is you seem to be pretty high on Illinois when Kofi said he'd come back eventually and maybe you listed him in your top ten. I did. Uh, but I, now, I had them number five. On a national scene, I see more of a like a 15 to 12 range for Illinois. Uh, tell me why that's happening and maybe why you're a little uh, more sold on him than anybody else. Well, I think even with Kofi's return, I mean, there's questions about Illinois in a post-Io DeSumo world. And I think they're... They're relevant questions. They're realistic questions because Io did so much, not only this past season where he was an All American, but the, the season before, and especially at the end of games, like who will be the quote unquote closer, uh, is I think to be determined. I think there's maybe several players that could fill that role. Yeah, maybe it'll be a closer by committee type of deal, whereas you know. Last year, the year before, even really in Isles freshman year, if you think about the the Michigan State game at home, he was that guy. Um, So, and also, you know, without Io, I think the offense will look a little different. Um, There's still going to be a lot of pick and roll action, you know, ball screen action between Andre Curbelo, Kofi Coburn, but there's this, you know, collection of shooters. That Illinois has this year that they've only sort of added to, you know, with a healthy Austin Hutcherson, with Brandon Pajemski, with Luke Goody, RJ Melendez was a pretty good shooter in high school, Alfonso Plummer, Devontae Williams, you know, making 54, 55% of the threes he takes. They had a lot of those guys last year. They have even more this year. And I'm curious to see how they utilize them better. Because they weren't a bad three point shooting team last year, because they were certainly better than the year before. It was not a high bar, but they were not a real prolific three-point shooting team. They didn't shoot a ton. I think I think they'll shoot. Like Brad Arnold has talked about shooting more, and I'd just like to see kind of what that looks like. But, I mean, Illinois is going to be a top 25 team. I'll probably have them ranked higher than, than most just because I feel like I have a pretty firm grasp on who they can be, maybe more so than people outside uh, of Champaign. But I don't, there's no risk that they're not going to be ranked to start the year. No one messes with Scott Ritchie. Is it understood? In a roundabout way, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And I'm, I got your back, too. Okay. So wants that, I'll, I'll, I'll direct the emails to you, then. You come see me. We'll make that happen. All right, Scott Ritchie, still, despite your vacation, you were posting 
uh, 6 a.m. every morning. Uh, good morning, Illini Nation. Love it. What you got brewing this week? Some fresh content, I hope. Yeah. Um, be some some interesting notes. Lots, of, you know, some recruiting. Um, one I'm kind of working on is this. How many Illinois recruiting targets have been on the move this offseason? Because transfers don't just happen in college basketball. They're, they're a thing uh, in high school basketball as well. In fact, you know, AZ, Arizona Compass Prep, um, has essentially a whole new roster. You know, Illinois was obviously recruiting Ty Ty Washington out of that school last year. Could be one of the – I mean, they'll be one of the best teams in the country, maybe the best team in the country, but they've got some several new players, including Illinois targets – you know, like Colin Smith, who's originally from Dallas, Texas, four-star, 2022 forward. And then, you know, Champaign-Urbana-Zone, Kylan Boswell, who moved out to California to start his high school career, played really well as a freshman and as a sophomore, made the U.S. Junior National Team that's playing starting this week you know, in an international event. And then he's going to play for Compass Prep, so... Uh, the transfer portal, quote unquote, is a thing in all levels of basketball. All right, before I let you go, I need your take on the NBA and how Iowa uh, left summer league and uh, any other Illini out there trying to make a team. Yeah, well, I mean, Iowa had a, a strong finish to summer league, and you know, because I think you know those last couple of games where he was sort of put in a different role with the ball in his hand more, um, which is certainly kind of where he thrives. It's maybe not his NBA future necessarily. I mean, he's not. I don't think he'll be a, you know, the lead point guard for the Bulls. Certainly not now, and maybe not for a couple of years, or wherever he ends up. Maybe it won't be Chicago, but and he played well. Doesn't change the roster dynamics in Chicago right now. Is you know when he got drafted, things looked great. Then the next day, they traded for Lonzo Ball. And then signed Alice Caruso, then traded for DeMar DeRozan. I think everybody knows. And, and then they re-signed Javante Green, who's you know a wing that played for them last year. Zach Levine, Kobe White. It's a crowded backcourt, is what I'm trying to say. And if he winds up spending more time with the Windy City Bulls in the G League just so he can get playing time, get reps, don't be surprised. Based on the Twitter reaction to Summer League, like when Patrick Williams was taking all of the shots because – he was the number four pick a year prior, and the Bulls told him, take all the shots. Uh, Illinois fans were not thrilled about that on the, the social media platforms, but so I sort of assume they'll have similar feelings when he's in the aisles, probably in the G League. But just, like, relax. He got a guaranteed two-year deal for, you know, what, two-point-something million dollars. Uh, he'll be fine. Wait, you said Illinois fans weren't happy on social media. What? Yeah, as surprising uh, mm. as that may sound. Hmm. You know who's happy? I'm happy that you're back, Scott Richie. I appreciate you dropping all the knowledge. I appreciate your upbringing, your hometown, all that. See, it's just a feel-good episode of Inside Illinois Basketball. So, did I keep my promise? I did. For, for one podcast. All right. This is a wonderful thing. We'll go out to lunch after this. All right. Scott Ritchie, appreciate all the help. Good luck at the football game this weekend. I understand you'll be covering that as well. Yeah, just uh, you know, jack of all trades, master all right. of hopefully some of them. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Scott. See you next Monday.